Millions of people are using this website to stay in touch with family and friends during times of illness or injury. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Sharon Langsher, co-founder of Care Pages Inc., located in Chicago, Illinois. Dr. Langsher, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you very much for having me. How did Care Pages begin? Care Pages grew from a very personal experience with the birth of our first child, Matthew. He was born 10 years ago and was diagnosed shortly after birth with a very complex congenital heart defect. And ultimately, he ended up needing three open heart surgeries in the first year and a half of his life. Right before his first surgery at three weeks of age, my brother contacted me and said, you know, I'd like to create a web page for him to communicate around what's happening with him, share the news with our friends and family. And I remember thinking at the time, in 1998, of course, I don't know how important the internet is. If that's something you really want to do, go right ahead, but don't bother me with the details. Sure enough, he set up the webpage, and by the time of Matthew's third surgery, we were receiving about 1,000 hits a day, close friends, but acquaintances as well, friends of friends, friends of my siblings, distant relatives in Australia we didn't even know we had. You know, it just became this incredible community of support for us. And after Matthew's last surgery and he was fairly stable, my husband Eric and I looked at each other and said, you know, this happened for a reason. This is something that we need to make available to other people and hence grew Care Pages. When was the website launched? We founded the business in the year 2000 and we raised investor funds and we launched the site by the end of 2000. We had our first hospital customer and went out then to license our service to hospitals. We now partner with over 700 hospitals in the United States and Canada and reach 3.4 million people in 190 different countries now. So it's an amazing amount of growth in that period of time. Oh, that is. How did the word spread? Well, a lot of it was really very much word of mouth. We know that every time somebody sets up a care page, and this is really a personal, private web page that people can use to communicate around their hospitalization and illness. They can customize it with photos, with links to medical information, with background information about their particular health situation. And we know that every time a patient or a care page manager creates a care page, on average, 75 people visit it. So the word spreads very quickly because invariably somebody in that community knows somebody else who might need a care page once they've been diagnosed with a particular disorder or know of a friend who's had a child born or a child whose parents are ill. How does Care Pages work? There were two priorities, really, when we set up the Care Page service. The first was to make it as easy as possible to use. If anybody goes to carepages.com on the web, they can walk through a series of four easy-to-follow steps. It takes less than 10 minutes to set up a care page. And then we've provided a lot of tips to allow people to invite their community of family and friends to participate. So there's an email invitation that is sent out through the care page manager, the person who set up the care page. Those people become part of the community and are automatically notified whenever a new update is placed on the page. The second really big priority for us was privacy. We really recognized, of course, from our personal experience and also from my work in the field of medicine, how private and personal healthcare information is. We have a series of privacy choices that somebody can make. They can have a fairly open care page, which means that anybody can access the care page as long as they have a care page name, or they can have a much more closed care page, and the visitor requires the care page manager's approval before they can actually access the site. 
In no situation, though, can somebody just use a search engine to search for a care page. The care pages are closed uh, to general search engines like Google and Yahoo and so on. Describe the different communities that exist on the site. Well, it's been amazing to us to watch how this has grown and evolved. We started off really reaching out to children's hospitals. That was our experience. We felt very comfortable in that setting, and we could directly relate to how stressed parents of an ill child are. Often they have children at home they're trying to deal with or a job, whatever it might be, that makes communication and just managing the communication very challenging. So there was an automatic fit for us, and we actually very quickly signed most of the top 40 children's hospitals in the country. But then we began to really reach out to cancer care centers and transplant centers, tertiary care centers that had intensive care units. You know, really in any situation in which somebody is facing a prolonged illness requiring hospitalization or extended medical treatment, CarePage fits perfectly. Through that, we've created an ability to search for people across different care pages. So quite a while ago, we recognized that people wanted to speak to people outside of their own care page community about health issues. So if somebody was diagnosed with breast cancer, the people that they really wanted to talk to were other people who'd experienced the same diagnosis and treatment. And so we have a search function that has created yet another layer of communities within the care page group. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Sharon Langshire, co-founder of CarePages, Inc., located in Chicago, Illinois. Dr. Langshire, do users have to pay a fee? Not at all. That was a third very important priority for us, that anybody who needs a care page can access it at any time. As I mentioned before, we license our services to over 700 hospitals in the United States and Canada. But if a patient is not at one of our member hospitals, they can still access the care page and create one for free at www.carepages.com. So there's no fee attached. Will you share a story about how Care Pages has made a difference? There is a boy whose story still resonates very deeply with me. He was diagnosed at age 16 with what was ultimately a fatal form of cancer. And he set up a care page when he was first diagnosed. And throughout his treatment and hospitalizations, he used the care page to communicate in a way that we truthfully hadn't foreseen when we established the business in the first place. He used it really as a blog to talk about what it meant to live and to die and his reflections really on his life. And the care page, or blog really, I should call it, became so powerful that ultimately, and his story was ultimately picked up by, I believe, CNN, his story became so powerful and his thoughts and provocative sort of questions that he asked people about how they were living their lives were so insightful that ultimately his community grew to 30,000 members. And these were all people who received an automatic email every time he placed a new update online, and they visited his care page, and they shared their thoughts and feelings as well. And it was just such an incredibly powerful use of the care page that reached way beyond the initial communication tool that we had foreseen to touch so many different people's lives that when he actually passed away just prior to his 18th birthday, I believe, he had reached so many people. There was such an incredible outpouring that his mother actually set up a foundation to channel all of that energy. And she is doing some just amazing work right now, just trying to improve the patient experience in the United States. Do hospices license services? Yes, we've had many hospice partners as well. 
Tell us about the helpful tips section on the website. I'd be happy to. It's uh, very near and dear to our heart because we realized that over the last several years, we were receiving some thank you emails with incredible stories that people were sharing with us. In fact, in 2007, we received over 300,000 emails from people just saying, thank you for the service, and this is my particular story. And from those stories, we were able to distill really a lot of wisdom about what it's like to be dealing with a prolonged illness or hospitalization. We took some of the do's and don'ts from our users and compiled them actually into a book that we published last fall, came out on Red Wheel Canary Press last fall, entitled We Carry Each Other. We thought that was a really demonstrative title because it really spoke to what our users were telling us. They talked a lot about how important the community of support was for them, but they also talked not just about the general importance, but about some very specific do's and don'ts. And I think the one that speaks to me the most profoundly is the fact that it's important to reach out and do something. At risk of bad grammar, I would say the worst thing to do is to not do anything, to do nothing. It's very easy to feel very anxious about not knowing the right words to say, not knowing what the right action is. When somebody close to you has been diagnosed with cancer or had a child born with congenital defect or had a parent who's just been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, whatever the situation is, I think all of us know somebody in that setting. And it's very hard to know what the right thing to do is. So what we really encourage people is to reach out in some way. That can be as simple as reaching out with a voicemail message or sending a card or an email message or a posting on a care page. Or depending on the nature of the relationship, it can be more involved. It can involve bringing food or offering to carpool a person's children, take care of a pet, clean a house, whatever it might be. But I think just the sheer fact of reaching out is the most important aspect. And so our book, We Carry Each Other, compiles all these do's and don'ts, and they also exist on our webpage at carepages.com. Where can people get the book, We Carry Each Other? It's available now through, I believe, any online retailer, so Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Borders online. What feedback are you receiving from doctors about the site? Initially, uh, being a physician, I went out to talk to physicians themselves about the service, and uniformly they were very supportive and said, absolutely, great idea. I don't have a lot of time to sit with my patients, you know, really, or I guess more sit with the community of people around the patient. All those people want to know what's happening. But now between HIPAA laws and physicians' time constraints, and this is true, of course, for nurses on the floor as well, they both find it very difficult to share information with all the people that are calling and visiting and who want to know what's happening with a patient. Being able to say to somebody, a visitor, to say, you know, I really can't share that health information with you, but I know that the patient has set up a care page. I'm sure they'd be happy to share the care page name with you, and all of the information is there. It takes a big burden off of the clinical staff. So we've really received some great support from physicians and clinical staff in kind. Can you create a virtual meeting place on the website? Not yet, no. We're hoping to be able to have an online sort of virtual meeting site, exactly as you've mentioned. We do have message boards and blogs that allow a community to develop around topics of interest, but not as a virtual meeting site right now. We appreciate the fact that we get ideas flowed to us constantly from our users, great improvement ideas, and we're actually in the process of implementing a great number of those and hope to have those rolled out before the end of the summer. (laughs) There are more good ideas than we have people to implement at this point. What kinds of things, what kind of changes are you planning on making? Well, we really sat back for the first time and thought very hard about 
how people use our service, what it means to people, and we've adapted a lot of our colors, the branding, the usage, the, the feel for it. We've taken a lot of the recommendations that people have fed us over the years and put those into this new iteration. We expect that in addition to the core care page functionality, which we've had for years, the search function that I mentioned before will be enhanced, allowing people to search across care pages for others sharing similar situations. And it may not just be disease situations. It could be geography, religious background, you name it. We are wrapping more emotional support content around the core care page service so that people who visit the site can access, I mentioned message boards and blogs, but also what we call emotional resource centers. We talked about healing recipes. There are any number of features that people have asked us for that we're looking forward to rolling out in this new iteration. Dr. Langshire, thank you so much for joining us to discuss your company, Care Pages Inc. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your interest. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the clinician. Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library of on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-MD-XM157. Thank you for listening. This is Dr. Alan Hemming, Professor of Surgery and Chief of Transplantation and Hepatobiliary Surgery at the University of Florida in Gainesville. You are listening to the first national radio channel created specifically for medical professionals, ReachMD XM 157.